Hey, Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Tune into CITR 101.9 FM every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also find the podcast on CITR.ca, iTunes, and my blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. internet or uses internet and internet type of connection. Uh, this is weekly bank of radio show called Right From Russia. My name is Russian Tim and welcome to the show, my friends. I started the show with a song by the Ramones uh, that was a track called Rockaway Beach from their album Rocket to Russia. Uh, obviously, that was a song uh, in memory of uh, passing uh, Tommy Ramon, who passed away uh, a few days ago and there has been a lot of words has been said I just wanted to remember a genius band uh, the band which was the probably one probably the most important band in the music at least in my opinion Alright, my friend, today I have a very exciting show for prepared for you today there will be two ticket giveaways uh, to the show which one of them is happening tonight uh, for local bands uh, jerk store which are now called Desolation uh, Sound uh, contra code uh, the greatest sons and Jesse Libor will be playing the Biltmore Cabaret and I will be playing uh, doing DJ thing between before the show and between sets and tomorrow uh, another ticket getaway for the Bishop's Green show at the Media Club and 
also, but the main part of the show will be dedicated to my interview with Blue Intruder of the band called Mask Intruder. They played their show on uh, Saturday and it was amazing. If you saw me at that show, you can understand how I lost my soul and how I was completely a happy person by seeing uh, Mask Intruder. Mask Intruder has been one of my uh, most uh, exciting new bands of the past couple of years and I was extremely excited to see them. Alright, uh, today, as I said on the show, I'll play you my interview with Blue of the band. Uh, this is his color and at the same time nickname Blue. Uh, he wears a blue mask. And but uh, to get if you haven't heard them to get a little bit familiar, let's start. Let's start with the one of the, the song of one there uh, with one of the songs from their new album, which is called The Most Beautiful Girl. Uh, let's start. Uh, this is Robert from Russia today in the show. My interview with Blue Intruder, and this is the most beautiful girl in the world. Hello, hello, hello. This is Blue from Masked Intruder. You're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Russian Tim is uh, playing new punk rock music on the air. Welcome to the show if you just uh, joined uh, this uh, radio wave uh, listening process. Uh, I just, uh, we just played a couple of songs by Matt Intruder. As I said in the beginning of the show, I interviewed Blue Intruder of the band. Of the band and uh, today I will play him our conversation. Uh, we have two tracks from their new album called MI, which came out in May on Fat Records. And the last track was uh, Saturday Night Alone and the first track was The Most Beautiful Girl. All right, my friends, let's get to the conversation that's Blue Intruder. In the first conversation, we discussed this uh, brand new album called MI. This is their second studio album. Uh, this is a second full-time release uh, for Fat Records because the first one was originally released by uh, for Red Scare Industries and then re-released uh, by Fat Records. All right, let's check it out. This is me talking to Blue Intruder of uh, the band called Masked Intruder. Here is the conversation. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and congratulations on the release of your brand new second studio album called MI, which came out on May 27th. Thank you, Fat Records. Your first album was originally recorded for Red Scare Industries, and then the album was picked up at Fat Track. I heard the story that the owner of Red Scare, Toby, uh, before signing you to his label, he took care of Drunch, for Drunch, yeah. got you wasted, and the next next thing you know, you signed to Red Scare Records. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> what was uh, Fat Mike, ha- what was his strategy to win you over, and did he take you to the restaurant? Uh, well, you know, we uh, didn't actually meet Fat Mike before until after we had already signed to Fat, so... Um, we it was pretty easy to get us to sign to Fat, you know, because we all grew up listening to Fat Records albums and stuff. So we were pretty excited when we heard that we would have the opportunity to work with them. So uh, there was no like getting us drunk to sign us, have us sign anything or anything. Uh, it was just pretty much just like we heard that they wanted to sign us. I think it was because uh, Fat Mike's daughter Darla uh, liked the album a lot, so they they had to sign us because we were heard their kids' favorite band. <laughs> I believe that's the truth. Um, I'm absolutely in love uh, with your both albums. Uh, when you, uh, you know, after when you in a couple of interviews you said that the second album, Am I, is like a logical step from the self-titled yeah. album. And after I listened to the album, to the new album, about 20-30 times, I found for myself a difference because I know that you guys like uh, the 60s band and the vocal artist like Four Seasons and Leslie Gore. Yeah. And when I listened to the second album, I thought that. The second album is a little bit more influenced by the 60s. Am yeah. I, is it right? Is it on the right or is it... You know, it's hard to say. I mean, I would say that I think that with the second album, we had more of an idea of kind of what we were doing and like what we were trying to be in the music scene and what we were trying to bring to it. So um, we maybe wore our influences a little bit more on our sleeves. So it maybe you, you hear more influence. I'm not sure. You know, the first one was very influenced as well. I think the second one we just was a little bit more focused and we got that kind of like pop quality out c- to come out a little bit better. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few songs from Demo and the first of NCP uh, made it to the self-titled album and then the songs I Fought the Law and Hey Girl, which were released earlier, they were recorded for the second album. Uh, could you please talk a little bit about this transition when you had the old songs yeah. and then you didn't put it on the first album but you put it on the second? Was it something that you played a song live for a couple of years and f- you found how it should sound? Uh, yeah, with with I Fought the Law, uh, you know, that was one of the first songs that we had, and uh, it, it, we didn't feel like it was full-length material at the time that we did the first album, but it was actually Matt Allison, the producer, mm-hmm. uh, that suggested that that one was, was a good song to put on the album, and then we sort of started thinking about it. It felt like it fit better with the second record. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it was a big thing for us to make sure that everything that's on the record fits together in a certain way. So uh, it, it just didn't fit in the first record, and, and it did on the second one. Uh, as far as Hey Girl, I feel the same way. We loved Hey Girl, actually, and I don't know that we had we had written that by the time we, we recorded the first record, actually. So we, we did, the, that was released on a Turkleton, a split with the oh, Turkletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was released, maybe, maybe it was released before the full length came out, but it definitely was written... Uh, after so after we already started recording for the full length yeah a couple of weeks ago a fan directed video for a song Weirdo was released yeah. uh, the video was directed by Olivier from uh, Montreal and uh, he's a music director uh, do you like did you like the video I did I thought it was really cool yeah absolutely 
Do you know that not everyone liked the, uh, the video? Uh, because I saw on the internet that the person under who's hiding under the internet nickname Screw You Losers commented on the Oliver's video and he said, That was fucking awful. You're a piece of shit for promoting it as an official video. Fuck you, goddamn hoser. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That's unfortunate when people are mean like that on the internet, you know. Um, and now we can give the official uh, go-ahead for Oliver to use the video. Yeah, you know, uh, I, well, uh, we talk, I talked to Oliver, and uh, we liked the video. You know, the reason it's not an official video is because we didn't have any involvement with mm -hmm. it, and uh, we just don't. It, everything that we are involved in, we are very intimately involved in it. We want to make sure that we don't put something out there with our stamp on it, that we didn't actually have a hand in making it all. But the video is really cool. I think it's really funny. Uh, Musk and Turner, uh, you guys have two main lyrical themes. Roughly half of your songs are about girls and the other half is about crime. Yeah. On your new album, Am I, there's a track called Crime Spree. Is that an ideal date for a Musk and Turner? I think so. You know, I think that everybody wants to get away and, you know, sort of live by their own rules. You know, I mean, that's like, that's the whole thing of being in love with somebody. It's like, you know, it's just you and, and them in the world, you know. So, like, I think a crime spree is a good way to express your love because it's, like, you know, very romantic and you could do whatever you want, you know, and you could just take stuff if you want it or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's, like, a real romantic thing.
shit out of me. Cabaret, they opened for uh, Dwarfs and the Queers. 
that was an amazing show. As I said, it was just unbelievable. One of the best things that happened to me this year, that set by Max Intruder, amazing. Uh, we just had four songs, uh, although we talked in the first part of the interview with Blue Intruder about those songs. So the first track was Crime Spree, then I Fought the Law, Hey Girl, and the last one was Weirdo. All those four tracks from their new second studio album called M.I., which came out on Fat Records. Uh, I will do the ticket giveaway, but we will do the ticket giveaway for two local shows uh, in the end of the show, in the end of the hour. But let's check out the second part of my conversation with uh, Mass of the Blue Intruder, of Mask Intruder. Uh, we discussed a few different uh, stealing strategies, um, uh, comics, and a few other random things. Let's check it out. This is uh, me talking to Blue Intruder of Mask Intruder, uh, interview part two. We mentioned a little bit the influence from the 60s pop, and obviously yeah. you were not only influenced by that music, you're also huge fans of 90s pop-punk and punk-rock bands. Yeah. I interviewed KJ of Kiss Jigget a couple of years yeah. ago in 2012, and he said that to, that your self-titled album was the, his favorite album of 2012. Do you like Chicks Dig It? And, uh, yeah. Have you heard about that? Absolutely. We love Chicks Dig It, and this is very flattering to hear him say that, you know, because... Uh, Well, you know, Chicks Dig It is a great band, definitely very influential on us, and, and I think all pop-punk bands today. Uh, and uh, KJ is just the sweetest dude that I've ever met. This is a nice guy. You know, I couldn't even rob him. I couldn't even bring myself to do it. I just felt bad about it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, when we talked about it, I asked the question, and, like, the first thing that came out of his mouth, Messenger, this is amazing, da-da-da. And then he's like, okay, and there are a few other ones which I like, but your album was, like, the top thing for him. That's amazing. Another punk band which you are friends and fans of called Direct Hit. Yeah. Could you please tell the story how you broke in Nick Wood's uh, home and stole a whole bunch of his tale from the Cryptonics? Uh Yeah, basically, there's not a whole lot to the story. We sort of broke into the house and uh, Green was hungry. Usually Green is our fridge detail whenever we break into a house. He beelines to the kitchen and starts making a sandwich or whatever, which is nice because, you know, when you get you start lugging out heavy stuff and you get hungry, you want to eat a sandwich because Green's got your back there. But, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt comic books are cool, so we figured we would take them from him. What was his reaction? He was, not, uh, he was not pleased about it, but I think he understands where we were coming from. You know, the sort of the thing about stealing is, like, as upset as, as the person is that you took their stuff, that's just as, as upset as I was before I had it. Yeah, yeah. So, I like that we just switched. You know, you used to have it, and I used to didn't have it, and then we switched. So now, I've got it, and you, you know, it's called taking the turn. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're taking your turn with the stuff, so that's just polite. So people shouldn't be so, you know, upset about it. So I, it's fair. I think it's fair, yeah. yeah. Speaking of comics, before releasing your first self-titled album, you released an EP called First Fans, and the artwork was done by, by Liz Prince. Uh, she also created Mask Intruder Valentine's card. Yeah. Uh, uh, could you please tell the story how you met Liz and how you started working with her? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, I saw one of her comics on, on the internet, and she had drawn a comic where she was uh, singing Unrequited Love. And uh, we were like, oh, my God, look at this cartoonist. She totally is aware of our band. So then we emailed her, and we knew that she was a girl, too. So we were like, hey, Liz Prince, you know, how you doing? Or whatever. And she was like, I'm all right. And we were like, hey, you want to do some, some like, you know, a cover of a record for us? And she was like, okay. So then she did it. And we're friends with her now. Nice. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend, though, so whatever. So I can drop him. Yeah, I would do it. He's a nice guy, though. You guys met in prison, and obviously you don't have a wonderful relationship with cops, yeah. but that's not unique in punk rock. I was thinking that it, it would be a great idea for a split record if Mask Intruder do a split of Leftover Crack or Million Dead Cops. How about that? Yeah, well, I don't think the Leftover Crack is still doing records, are they? But maybe you can convince talk them. To them. Like, convince them. They have a song called One Dead Cop. Maybe you can yeah. cover that. They can cover, I don't know, Fought the Law. Yeah, you know they're on, on Fat Track as well. They they are. You know, I never thought about that before. I mean, maybe we could just get together and just like, uh, um, you know, try to beat up a cop or something. But <laughs> the truth is, you can't really do that because when you start beating up a cop, there's a whole bunch of cops. They just keep coming. So there's no, there's really no winning that fight. You know, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, speaking of cops, you guys are constantly followed by a long arm of the law, yeah. Officer Bradford. Sure. I heard the rumors that Officer Bradford wasn't the best player in a ZZ Top cover band called ZZ Bottom. Have you heard them? Have you played with them? Uh, we did not play with ZZ Bottom, 
but uh, he was in, he was in that band. I thought that originally their name was ZZ Power Bottom, but I think they changed it uh, because I don't know why. That something about not being able to play at this bar or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad, you know. <laughs> but Officer Bradford is uh, <clears throat> a nice guy for a police officer, yeah, yeah. I guess. You know, I mean, he's a dick, but uh, you know that's to be expected. So Fiello gets caught caught or by the police yeah. Officer Bradford possibly can fill in fill in the on the bass yeah he could he could but then we'd have a cop playing bass which, which just is, feels yeah, real dirty not good no not it's wrong so you'd rather do an acoustic set yeah or just go without the bass you know Metallica did that <laughs> 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 that's a good good bird Uh, last night when I was getting ready for the interview, I talked to Toby uh, from the Rest Care, yeah. and she had an idea, or maybe a rumor, that your manager, Tony, is the part of the witness relocation program. Is that true? Uh, you're not really supposed to talk about that because of the whole thing, um, but yes, I believe that is true. Uh, he was relocated, but I don't, I'm not at liberty to discuss the particulars of, the, uh, of that situation, so we don't want him to get stabbed or shot mainly because he takes care of us sort of thing you know it's nice to have a tour manager somebody looking out over your shoulder you know sort of making sure that you don't get busted or whatever speaking of people in mask intruder and related people related to the band i heard that there was a great intruder what happened to him yeah uh well he was this dude in prison that was uh we couldn't he, well, he couldn't we couldn't get along with him and mainly i think it was because uh you know his he just was sort of a a, not a very colorful personality, you know. We we like bright, vibrant people, like red and green, yellow and blue. You know, obviously, that's you you can tell that we're you know bright, happy people. But gray is just like he was always just raining up on that parade or whatever. You know, didn't fit the group. He didn't fit. He was real big though. He was a big, intimidating dude, and he used to always carry around his tire iron. So hopefully, we don't run into him again.
is on there for your listening for punk pleasure. Uh, we just heard a few songs by Mast Intruder. Uh, that was, uh, again, two tracks from their brand new studio album called Am I? Uh, the first one was Don't Run Away, and then we heard a song called Starts. Uh, Alright, let's get to the third and final part of my conversation with Intruder, Intruder Blue, in which uh, we discussed a little bit about jail life, um, how they got in trouble with cops, uh, what was their uh, was their what was their favorite food uh, to eat when they were in jail, and a little bit about the way the people speak in jail. So let's check it out. This is the final part of my conversation with Blue Intruder or Masked Intruder. I heard another police-related story. Uh, I'm not sure if that is true, but I heard that when you played Fast and Gains, well, you went to uh, to a bank in masks, and then you were suspected as a bank robbers. Is that a true story? Not exactly. What happened was, I mean, no, it's not true. We were at Festo. That's true, and we did get we did get in trouble with the law there because we were walking. Uh, we were just walking around. And uh, this cop comes up and he's like, hey, you got to take off your ski mask. You can't wear a mask in public. And we were like, oh, really? What's that? And we took took off. So we gave him the slip. <laughs> he was a fat. He was real fat. So, so he couldn't keep up with us. Yeah, we outran him. Pretty I think easy. you don't have Grain Trader anymore. Yeah, that's true. He would have. Gray would have been, yeah. Well, this, it's nice sometimes to have somebody with you that's too that's slow. You know, like if you're going camping or whatever and there's going to be bears, like, you, you know, you know which one of you is going to get eaten by the bear. Pick the slow. That's why you bring a slow person on a camping trip, you know. And that's that's how he quit the band. No, yeah, the bear he was something. never really in the band. You know, <laughs> it, that was. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But no, we did get busted by the cops there, but we got away, so it was fine. But yeah, there was a bunch of people around when it happened too, so they were all watching. So that's why the rumor started. You know, it's interesting that it's changed into be that we robbed the bank. We have not robbed the bank in Gainesville, Florida yet. You're right, that I remember. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, you guys met in prison, started a band, and that ended up being amazing. But also, I heard that you learned a whole bunch of other things. For example, culinary. Could you please tell the recipe of legendary jailhouse burrito? Yeah. A jailhouse burrito is basically not actually a burrito. But what you do is you save up your money from, you know, for the cantina or whatever. And then you need, like, a plastic plastic bag and then uh, you need like uh, Fritos I mean not Fritos but Cheetos and then uh, ramen noodles and then what happens is you take you crush up the ramen noodles and then you crush up the the Cheetos and then you put it in the bag and then you put some some hot water in there and then you roll it up 
seal it off and you put that under your bed or whatever and then it, it, it just like congeals and then it's kind of in the shape of a burrito but it's not the sort of thing that just anybody would like I think you gotta really you know it's kind of like you like the food that you grew up eating you know <laughs> so that's what for me it's like home cooking <laughs> what about toilet wine toilet wine can be good you know toilet wine can be bad so well, how does it work? How do you get the toilet wine? Oh, you basically just use the tank of uh, toilet to ferment, you know, with the <laughs> fruit and water in there. And then it just turns into wine. Oh. It, but if you flush your toilet, then you lose it. You lose the whole batch. Because you got to keep it in the upper deck there because the cops, I mean, the guards will get wise. So what you got to do is not flush your toilet. So then your cell could get pretty stinky. It's, you know, it's a weird thing, you know, you gotta sort of balance it, you know, which, you know, you can always tell who's brewing, you know, because it's like, you know, it's like toilets overflowing and stuff, you're like, hey buddy, you wanna have a party, what are you, know, like, come over, hang out, and like, get some clubs, dip in there, and have a good time. <laughs> How are you familiar with the jail slang? Do you know a little bit? Well, yeah, sure, it's different everywhere you go. Because I'm an immigrant, I don't speak any English, so I went on the website, yeah. and I looked up a few... Uh, jail slang things and that's impressed me so I just wanted to see sure. if you know those words do you know what taking a nap means taking a nap that's like when you're tired and you lay down and just take a little nap correct yeah exactly yeah jail slang what about hamburger uh, a hamburger uh, that's what the hamburger steals I never used the word hamburger in jail I don't think what does it mean Uh, prison slang for 10 year sentence oh, or hamburger yeah. with fries as a refers to a 20 year sentence oh yeah you don't want that <laughs> which is interesting because when you usually you do want fries with your hamburger yeah exactly but if you know if the judge is like you want some fries with that you gotta be like no no you want to I'm still I'm on hamburger yeah although the trick the truth is about a 20 year sentence or a 10 year sentence is it's all the same if you break out of prison which is what I would recommend that you do because prison's not that fun no, no, it's pretty no. lame do you know what shower sh shower shark is a shower shark uh-huh sounds terrifying it is refers to another inmate known to check out other inmates in the shower oh yeah well you know that's you know whatever if he's just checking you out it's not it's fine you know you can call him shower if he gets handsy you know you gotta be like hey you know he's ghosting me stop it you know but uh Usually people are pretty polite in prison. You know, it's not necessarily like they say where everybody's just a madman. I mean, some people are, yeah, yeah. you know, but a lot of people are nice and they just want to get along. And the final one, back door. Yeah. Have you heard of those ones? Uh, I don't know exactly what you mean, back door. Go, go, what, what does it say there? It's here, it says on the internet, slang for a corrections officer who smuggles in contraband substances in exchange for monetary payment. Oh, yeah. We used to use a different... Uh, we used to call those people cool. Uh -huh. We would call them cool. <laughs> so that's what we would say. We'd say, hey, that guard is cool. Uh, but yeah, that's important. You know, that's how a lot of stuff makes it into the joint. You know, like uh, joints. <laughs> that's one. All right. Thank you so much for the interview. I'm super, super excited to see you tonight. And thanks for time talking to me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for hanging out and yeah. talking to me, you know. Find the dude that testifies 
Make him regret what he said I can stay up past night Drink a beer and jump into my bed yeah, I can follow my own rules Do whatever the fuck I want Every single thing is gonna be cool All of my is gonna be CITR, a broadcasting live from the University of British Columbia, Canada. Um, this is weekly punk rock radio show, Rocket from Russia. That was my interview with Blue Intruder of Mass Intruder, and we just uh, heard a track uh, from again from their new um, studio album. I played today only the songs from their second studio album, and that was a track called When I Get Out. Uh, I'm really, really into this band, really enjoying them, and I like that they, besides just good songs, the songs I like and uh, the type of music I like, they also have this cool story uh, from uh, that they met in prison and all that's going on. I, I think this is cool. Uh, I, I love it. All right, uh, let's uh, we are to the final part of the show, and as I promised, I will give away a, a, a few fair, a few fair, a few pair of tickets for the few uh, cool local shows which are happening tomorrow and today. Uh, let's start with today. Uh, today at the Biltmore Cover, uh, there's uh, four awesome local bands, and um, uh, the Biltmore Cover guys they asked me to help out with the, uh, with the um, uh, finding bands for the show, and I just picked my favorite uh, pop punk skate punk bands uh, from here from Vancouver BC and uh, I'm extremely excited for the show and I also will be doing uh, playing the doing a punk rock uh, DJ set uh, before and between bands so tonight at the Baltimore Cabaret uh, we have uh, Contra Code The Greatest Sons uh, Jerk Store they are now called uh, they changed the band name they are called now Desolation Sound and Jess Laborda so let's check out uh, all the uh, songs oh, songs by all those four bands uh, four awesome awesome local bands if you haven't heard them check them out they're all great amazing bands yeah i'm extremely excited for the show it's a cheaper to get in uh, only seven bucks but if you don't even want to pay seven bucks feel free to call in uh 604-822-2487 to win a pair of tickets to go see the show at the beltmore cabaret again it's contra code the greatest sons uh, desolation sound and jesse laborda tonight at the beltmore cabaret uh and um, we will start with the track by the greatest sons uh their song is called 1982 Western Canadian Disillusion Anthem and I think this is an amazing song. I hope you will enjoy it. Again, feel free to f- give me a call 604-822-2487 uh, if you want to win a pair of tickets to tonight's show at the Biltmore Cabaret. And this is The Greatest Sons 1982. Thank you. 
This is Jesse Laborde, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. CITR Weekly Punk Rock Radio Show every Thursday 10 to 11 a.m. And we're almost done here on broadcasting, playing music, punk rock music for your listening pleasure. I just played you four songs by four local bands. Uh, all of those four bands will be playing tonight at the Biltmore Cabaret. Uh, 
thanks for calling in. Thanks for winning those tickets. Thanks for listening, my friends. This is I'm glad, glad that you're uh, participating. This is awesome. So the first band we heard was The Greatest Sons. Uh, that was a track called 1982. Uh, and then in brackets it says here, Western Canadian Dissolution Anthem. This is kind of probably a second title. And that song was from the uh, EP which came out last year, We'll Take the Road. Right after that we heard Contra Code. Uh, they uh, released an EP called Sick Red. And uh, that was the opening track called Slay Them All. Right after that we heard Desolation Sound. They used to be Jerk Store. Uh, they have a brand new split 7-inch flag polars. Uh, under, already under, under the new name Desolation Sound. And we heard a track called Window. And the final track was by Jesse Laborde. Uh, that was a track called I Go By The Sound from his a title track from his last studio album. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will do the last ticket giveaway uh, during the last track. But in the meanwhile, if you like what you heard, you can check out the podcast on citr.ca. Uh, on my blog, uh, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com, I have uh, all the previous episodes of the show, all the interviews, and uh, as well the list of upcoming shows uh, in Vancouver, BC. And uh, I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash rocketfromrussia, Twitter page, and then iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes and get all the new episodes of this show. Uh, thanks again for listening. I got a few uh, feedback messages. Uh, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really uh, glad that you're listening and you're enjoying the stuff I play for you. Uh, this is this is super cool. All right, uh, let's do the last ticket giveaway. Uh, Bishop's Green, one of the most exciting band in Vancouver, uh, in my opinion. They're playing a, a kind of tour kickoff show at the Media Club on uh, Friday, July 18th. Uh, they are leaving to Europe very, very shortly, and this is their kickoff uh, show. So Bishop's Green, they're playing, uh, as I said, at the Media Club uh, on uh, Friday, July 18th. Uh, they're playing with two bands. One of them is P- Pura Mania, and the other one is called Fashionism. And Fashionism is a new project from the members of Transmitters, Jolts, and New Town Animals. So that should be um, exciting. I think uh, they played just a few shows, so um, exciting to check them out. Alright, so if you would like to win a pair of tickets to this show, uh, Bishop's Grimm, Fashionism, and Pura Mania, uh, feel free to give me a call at 604-822-2487. 604-822-2487. A pair of tickets to see a show at the Media Club, Bishop's Green, Fashionism, Pura Mania. And to wrap up things here, I would like to play you a track of new uh, album by Bishop's Green. Uh, this is the final track on the album, and I just love this song. This song features Lars Fredrickson of the band called Rancid, so it's a nice person to be featured on your track. And um, just a good song. Just listen, I, I just just a very good song. I, I don't know. I, I really like it. Hope you will like it as well. All right, uh, 604-822-487 to win a pair of tickets to see Bishop's Dream, and this is then the track called Hell in a Handbank. Have a super weekend. Have a super super uh, summer enjoyment. Uh, I will be next week uh, next week on Thursday, 10 to 11. Have a wonderful time until then. This is Bishop's Green, Hell in the Handbank. <laughs>